the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tech editor at thestreet.com. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? Good. I'm kind of a de- I always like talking to you because we always talk things that I am fascinated by, the Bay Area is fascinated by. But it seems like the stories are really rich in the first you know, three months, four months of the year so far for technology. Let's start with Netflix and what they did after the quarter last night. Uh, what did you see in the report? Well, what's what's incredible is that not only is Netflix growing outside the U.S., it's that it's growing pretty healthy here inside. They added close to 5 million subscribers in the first quarter last night, with the majority of this coming uh, internationally. But there's still real healthy growth inside the U.S., so there's still a big opportunity for Netflix ultimately to get to between – you know, between 60 and 90 million subscribers here in the U.S., and then possibly, you know, another 100 million or so around the globe. So there's still, uh, you know, a, a big runway for, for Netflix's growth, you know, over the next few years. It's pretty fascinating because they went from the DVD delivery. They tried to split that business into streaming versus DVD. kind of blew up in their face. And they've had the Midas touch ever since. And Reed Hastings looks smarter and smarter for the concept of streaming. Um, how about the regulations that went through Congress or went through the Supreme Court, not through the FCC, excuse me, about um, having Internet rights? Is that something that's going to help them and or not? Yeah, I, I think that's something that's going to help them. I think, you know, by making the, the Internet becoming, you know, this public utility, which it really should be, um, and so that Netflix doesn't have to worry about having, you know, its its services, you know, buffer. And the same thing goes for other companies as well, because nobody wants to sit down and watch a movie or uh, a TV show or something, and then have it buffer for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. So I think that, you know, Congress has kind of been on on the right side of this, and you know, the same thing with uh, with the uh, FCC. So I think this is something that you know is going to play out over time. But right now, the ball seems to be in Netflix's court, and they seem to be on on the the right side of the leaderboard. Analysts are saying some pretty loving things about Netflix today. For instance, they can replicate its model globally, drive significant scale benefits, grow margins. 
Uh, one analyst said, expect investors to look past the below expectations profit guide for 2015 second quarter, but great strategic imperative and global expansion management. Um, Another one says Netflix is on track significantly to disrupt the linear TV market through strong subscriber growth, content differentiation, and a better consumer pr proposition. Analysts love it. Does that worry you at all, or is it just a validation that we are watching more content on tablets, smartphones, and Internet TVs? No, I think it's a validation. I know in my own personal life, I, I, I watch a lot of movies and TV shows on my phone and my tablet. I mean, of course, I watch, you know, a fair amount on TV, too, but I find, you know, sometimes I just don't want to turn on the TV, and, you know, it's just, it's easier to pick up my phone or my tablet, and it's more convenient for me, and I suspect, you know, I'm a lot, I'm a lot like, you know, a lot of other people in this country and around the world that are doing that, so that's something that's going to benefit Netflix over time. Because the availability of Netflix being on so many different devices just helps them. Because you can just pick up a phone, you have an internet connection, and bam, you can get on Netflix. So it's just it makes things easier, and that's what you know Netflix is really all about is convenience. Anything else that we have to hit on Netflix? No, I, I think, on you know we're. Uh, there's a lot of growth priced right now into the stock. I saw that one yeah. analyst actually put a $900 price target on on the stock and that's you know almost 80 percent upside from these levels and the stock's up you know almost four thousand percent over the past decade so that's a lot of you know expected growth you know in the next 12 to 18 months so i'd be a little bit cautious um you know i'm not i'm not saying i wouldn't say to sell the stock but you know i wouldn't be uh you know super super bullish at these levels i don't think that there's you know a uh, a huge, huge amount of upside, at least you know, in the, in the intermediate term. Um, so if if you're trading the stock, you know, I would be a little bit cautious and maybe take some profits here. You've recently written another piece about Apple, and everyone knows the Apple Watch and the orders and two plus million international orders and the iPhone six doing great, margins look great, everything they touch seems to turn to gold. But you did a piece that. A little unexpected. Talking about their their solar plans, what did you find out about their solar plans? Uh, well, it's actually really interesting because Apple is as passionate about getting devices into your hands as they are about cleaning up the environment. Um, I spoke to Apple's vice president of environmental initiatives, Lisa Jackson, for a story, and we talked about the big solar farm deal that they announced with First Solar a couple of months ago. And what that entails is, obviously, Apple's spending a lot of money here, but it's going to provide them and shareholders with cost certainty because they'll actually know, you know, within a few million dollars or so, what their, you know, energy costs are going to be. And Lisa said that, you know, it could potentially save them hundreds of millions of dollars over the life of the deal. And, and that's not you know, nothing to sneeze at. That's that's if you're a shareholder in Apple, you know that's that's uh, you know a big expenditure that you don't have to make, and, and that's money that can be put elsewhere. So they made a deal to put 848 million dollars under a 25-year power purchase agreement with First Solar. Um, again, that probably helps Elon Musk because he's tied towards First Solar. Um, I guess I, I, mean, I guess I'm with you on the whole saving costs and you know or setting a cost structure that we know is going to be there. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not cynical. I'm not. But I kind of want them focusing on their products and not necessarily on solar. Does that – you start worrying when companies – I start worrying when companies start getting beyond their areas of expertise. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of Rome a little bit where – you know, to keep people happy, they had to keep taking things to a more extreme level, and then ultimately Rome fell. Their, their spaceship new office building is beautiful, and getting into solar, it's a beautiful concept, but I hope it's not a bad sign. No, I mean, Apple is is, is a huge company, but they, they're still focused on making great products. I mean, they brought um, Jackson in from the EPA a couple of years ago to work on things like this, you know, they've always been focused on cutting down energy costs. So I don't see this as um, any kind of, you know, move away from the company's strategic goals. So, I, I, you know, I think this is just something that, you know, every business needs to worry about because every business has to worry about energy expenditures. It's just the cost of doing business. And I just want to, you know, make a correction there. Musk is not involved in First Solar. He's actually involved in Solar City. He's the chairman Solar of City. Yeah, it's you not are first correct. solar. So I've been corrected. The humiliation. <laughs> I'll get over it. Anything else, Chris, that you're working on that we need to be aware of? Uh, just, the, again, I think you know the, the next thing that we need to really worry about in tech is outside of earnings is just you know Apple's developer conference and, and kind of where they take that. You know, there's been a lot of speculation they're going to unveil uh, a new uh, Apple TV and potentially an Apple TV streaming service to compete with Sling TV and Sony View. So I'm really kind of excited to see what Apple unveils at WWDC this year, more so than in previous years, because in the past it's just kind of been some updates to iOS, uh, updates to OS X, and maybe a couple of new MacBooks. But this year I think you know they'll really continue to push more into services than they have in the past. So I think that's the next big thing to, to look out for the next few months. And their next big uh, conference is... June, right? Yeah, it's in the early part of June. Okay. Thanks very, mu Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccia with TheStreet.com talking a little bit of Netflix and a little bit of Apple. And uh, I think those are companies that we can all grasp the concept of and many of us use. Um, my issue with Netflix, and this is just a very small issue, it doesn't seem to be as adult-friendly as HBO but Netflix seems to be very kid-friendly. Um, but a couple adults I've talked to watch Netflix, but a lot of adults I talk to don't. And I'm just I'm wondering how many subscribers they can really get to. Um, now again, the 18 to 35-year-old crowd's getting out of the house. They're starting to buy homes. They'll eventually make babies in those homes. And will their babies watch Netflix? Probably, especially since cable companies have just the worst PR in the world. Um, and that's tough to imagine, but it is true. So Netflix gains more users than projected. Their shares are exploding higher today. Um, and again, there's some stunning, stunning predictions for stock prices on that company at this point in time. Netflix added a better than expected 4.88 million subscribers. Streaming service sacrifice and profits to keep its aggressive international expansion going. Uh, the streaming TV and DVD by mail provider added 2.2 million streaming customers in the most recent period, better than the 1.8 million projected. That's a pretty healthy number. Um, and analysts, investors, uh, have been closely watching the Netflix U.S. growth since it showed signs of slowing last year, but it's picked it right back up. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls there. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. Don't be shy. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You can find Chris Siaccia at thestreet.com. That's thestreet.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.